Amanda. How are you doing? I'm good. Just chilling right now, but not for long. Not for long. <laughs> no. Well, you're back home. I can tell. Or back to your apartment. So that's good. Last time we were at your parents' house and I was a little worried about you. So we're good. So before we get started, before we get talking, today's episode is all about the award letter, which is why I have the wings coming out of my head right now. <laughs> it's time to soar. We're getting our financial aid. Let me move so people can see. I'm, uh, you can notice I'm in a different different part of campus. I'm in the game room in the student center, which has the famous wings where you can go and get your pictures. And I thought it'd be fun just to do a background there. So, but today we're going to talk all about the award letter. What does it mean? What does it look like? If we, if we can backtrack just a second, we've already talked about where to ask questions, when to apply, hint now. Um, we've talked about how to visit. Last episode, we talked FAFSA, and I got to tell you, lots of people wrote in after that episode asking lots of good questions. So I'm proud. I think I think we hit the nail on the head on that one. So today it's all about what's that next step award letter. So I'm excited. It'll be good. So you're you're back to your apartment. You're feeling good. You said you're about to get busy. What's going on? I got I just I made a list of all the assignments I got left for the semester. So I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna do some studying. See, I told you. October, we're making it it's through. October, man. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get through. You're going to be awesome. You're going to be good. So where do you want to start when we talk about the award letter? Where, where should we begin? Well, what even is the award letter if people don't exactly know? That, that's probably a place <laughs> to start. You know, people like me who live and breathe this every day, we forget that, you know, sometimes people just don't even know where we're, where we're coming from. The award letter is really important in your college process, okay? The award letter comes to you after you've been admitted and after you've completed FAFSA, okay? When you have those two things done, then universities take your FAFSA information and they try to find all the financial aid that they can find available at that time and send it to you so that you can get a really good sense of what it's going to cost you. The award letter is the letter that comes that shows you what financial aid is available to you. Sounds pretty easy, right? Well, there's a whole host of things and we're going to get into it. Things that you got to keep in mind about the award letter is you got to remember that the award letter is it's a picture in time, right? I always tell I, you can tell I'm old because I'm doing picture like this instead of like this, right? <laughs> Don't laugh. It's true. It's true. But, but in a word letter, I, I tell my students all the time, you got to think of it like a picture. Like right now, if I took a snapshot of you and I, right, and what we're wearing and what we're doing, uh, hopefully tomorrow we would look a little bit different. I don't know. You probably will still be in the same clothes, but it happens. Um, right. <laughs> so the award letter, it's a picture in time of all the financial aid that our staff and the financial aid office has gone out and looked for for you. So uh, can we add things to it? Absolutely. Can we take things off of it that you don't want? Absolutely. So it's a picture in time of all the awards. It's really good because you can take this award letter and you can compare it to the other universities you might be looking at, right? And now you're going to get a real sense of cost. Some schools uh, you know, might offer you a lot of financial aid, but they cost a lot of money. So now you can kind of you can start to figure out what's the cost for you at each one of these schools. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So that's that's an award letter kind of in a nutshell as the beginning. And when do the, you already mentioned like they kind of come out like after you're 
like admitted and everything. So like, yep. do they come out before you start the semester or awesome. good question after you start? Man, you're on it today. I give you some homework and look what happens. Um, yeah, so the award letters, uh, when we look at a normal admission cycle, most award letters for state institutions come out uh, in the beginning of December. That's the earliest most of us are able to, to send that out. That's important because let's look at the normal timeline, right? Normally people apply in September and October. They get their FAFSA done and completed in October, right? Did you get yourself? Hey, I did mine in like August. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're talking about next year, but we'll talk later. Yeah. It's okay. So they get their their uh, FAFSA done in October. So then the award letters start to come out in in um, in December. But for everybody, it's a little bit different. Maybe you didn't apply right on time. Maybe you're like you, hint hint, and you need to. Uh, maybe you didn't complete FAFSA. The award letter, we can begin in December for the fall entry term, and we'll get that award letter as soon as possible once we have your, your FAFSA and once we have your application admitted, right? That's why I think if you remember, if you, you do a little callback to our application and our FAFSA, remember I said social security number becomes important. Again, SVSU takes your information very in, in your information security very seriously we have lots of things in place to guarantee your your safety and your security and sharing that information but we have to use that social security number in your application to match it with your fafsa when we have it right then we can match the two and that's when we can create the award letter for you so there are little tips and tricks along there the average timeline it'll come out in december for some people who might wait it might be a little later but uh, that's when they, they, they're available. And again, don't forget my advice. Never, ever forget. College is the opposite of kindergarten, right? Yes. You're laughing. As you know, I've been telling you, cut in line. Be first. So does that help? So you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned some tricks to look out for. What are like, are there any other tricks like to look out for or do? Ooh. Okay. Sneaky stuff that happens in the award letter that I've seen. Okay. Number one, you want to make sure it's an official award letter. This sounds, okay. this sounds bad, and I'm not trying to talk begrudgingly against anybody else, but I have seen other places, other universities, who will send an early award letter that uh, isn't official, right? So they don't officially have your FAFSA in, you haven't applied or been admitted, and they'll send you something that says, you can earn up to X amount of dollars and this and this and this and this. Well, then the student gets excited, right? Because it looks like they're going to get a lot of money. They apply, they fill out their FAFSA, come to find out, well, you can't get this thing and you can't get this thing, right? And you then you get your official award letter and you're disappointed, right? So one thing I always caution my students is make sure that the award letter you receive from the institution is official, that it's exact, it is based on your EFC. Here's another tip and trick, and it goes back to that. We talked about EFC in the last episode. Let me just reiterate, it's the expected family contribution. Remember we said this year we're expecting a lot of students to have kind of an out of whack EFC, right? Because maybe somebody in their family has lost a job due to the pandemic, right? Maybe their jobs have changed and there's a loss of income. There's lots of different things that can affect the EFC. Well, if you get the award letter, once you have that award letter in hand, and we know that that EFC is just way off, right? 
that's when we can come back and work with our financial aid office in order to make sure that we get you the correct EFC. And now we can start making adjustments to your official award letter. So another trick to look out for is just know that it's not, again, it's not the end all be all. This isn't written in stone. You can, we can try to add things to it, right? And we can take things out that you don't want. Maybe, maybe you're one of the lucky few people out there where, you know, money has been set aside for your college education. Well, in that case, you probably don't want to take out the loans, right? We don't have to we, if you don't need to. So we want to work with you to figure out what's the best way. The last trick that I absolutely would be remiss if I didn't mention, and this is the question I get the most about award letters, and it's kind of funny. I have students ask me all the time, and a lot of students just assume, they get something called CWS, college work study money, on their award letter. They'll get their award letter, and on that award letter, it'll have scholarships, uh, grants, loans, and then at the bottom, it'll have CWS, college work study. And it'll say, you can, you can get up to $4,000 this year in college work study to help pay for college. There's a really, really important word in there. Do you know what it is? Could. Could? Well, yes, but also. Up to. <laughs> yes. But remember, college work study. Which word in there do you think is the most important? work exactly you've got to work to earn that money it's not going to be waiting for you so if you get college work study on your award letter that's good it's a nice thing to have accept it right but you still have to find a job on campus apply for it be hired right and then what do you have to do you have to actually work it's what college work study does for a student is it opens up a new pool of money in which they can apply for jobs on campus. So if you see college work study and it says $4,000 on your award letter, that doesn't mean that you have $4,000 towards your tuition and fees or room and board your first semester. What it means is you can earn up to $4,000 throughout the year if you work on campus and complete those things. So I always warn students about that, and we explain that very clearly on our award letter. We do a good job. I really like, I worked about two years ago uh, on our award letter, and we spent a lot of time and effort on like a glossary list of items so that you could match up. Well, what does this really mean, right? And we spent extra time, we spent extra time on college work study because we wanted to make sure students knew and they weren't just assuming that money was going to be waiting for them. So those are those are my big tricks. You know, you got to watch out for those things in your award letter to make sure you're maximizing all your money. Okay, I think that'll be really helpful for not only me but everyone else too. Um, and also, like if so if someone were to have like a question about the award letter mm -hmm. or like FAFSA, would they talk to like the admissions office or who would they who exactly would they talk to a counselor? Good question, because this comes up a lot. If you have a question on your award letter, you can oh well first of all. You can always talk to us in admissions. We're talky people, hence the podcast, right? We will absolutely work on it for you. Um, you can, SBSU is very fortunate. We have what's called the CFSC Center. It's uh, where all the student financial services live, right? Um, they have a hotline that you can call and leave a message on. So if you have a question about a word letter, you could do that. They also, brand new this year, they are also now doing virtual appointments, just like the admissions office is. You can sign up for those virtual appointments just like you would. You would go to the svsu.edu slash visit page, and you would sign up just where it says virtual admissions appointments. 
pull it up. And if anybody's been there, they know there's a, there's a whole list of, of different types of appointments you can have, freshman, transfer. One of the types is campus financial services. So if you just want to meet with them in, you know, the confines of, you know, there in your, in your room at home, rather than come in on campus, you can do that, sign up. There's a half hour block. You can see all the times that are available and you can sit down and, and you can uh, actually show them your award letter. They'll have all the information here already and you can do that as well. So either one of those ways is, is going to be a big help. My, my big thing is, and, and I remind students, they have to remember that, especially when it comes to finances, it's not a, a hotline where you're just going to call and you're automatically going to get somebody sitting there waiting. These people work across the board in lots of different areas. Leave a good message. Tell them who you are. Tell them your specific question, and I will guarantee you they will reach back to you as soon as they can. And they'll do the research in the meantime, which sometimes will save you a lot of time, too. You don't just want to be sitting on the phone, right? They'll do the research already, and they will they will contact you and get back with you. Uh, personally, if it was me, I would sign up and do the virtual appointment because I'm comfortable doing this, you know, and, and this is how we, we live these days in Zoom and Teams and all these different kind of avenues. If I was a family out there and I'm listening uh, in, to this, my, I would encourage them to sign up for one of those uh, virtual appointments with them because you can get so many more questions answered quickly. They're really helpful too because I've had to deal with them to get like some tax information that they needed and they were they got it done quick like really quick. Once you once you get in there and, and you leave a good message, they will they will take care of you. I have a lot of students who will say I've called three times and nobody's gotten back to me and I I come and I really kind of say well you know that doesn't sound like us first of all. SVSU, we don't do that. And I start talking to students and I find well yeah they they called and they didn't leave a message. They just called and trying to get, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta tell them who you are and what it is. It's not caller ID. Somebody's not waiting and saying, they're just going to call this number back and say, oh, you, you called me, right? Um, so, so students, once they figure that out, it's a breeze. All right. I think award letter, that was pretty good. I, I, I want to do one last thing for the award letter because it, it's a question you didn't ask, but I think it's going to be important. And I'm probably going to put a graphic up here to show people what it looks like. Um, it's really important that what I like about our award letter is it takes all the different types of financial aid. Again, what are types of financial aid? Scholarships, free money. Grants, free money. Loans, got to pay that Not back. Not free money. <laughs> got to pay that back. Maybe college work study, right? There may be some other things. Our award letter takes all of those and subtracts it out from your cost to give you your real cost. The whole point of an award letter is to show you how can we afford to attend college, right? It shows you what your real cost is going to be. That's why that's why we're devoting a whole episode to this. Other universities, I check them out, right? They spend time on FAFSA, of course. They, they spend time on financial aid, but they don't take, spend time on the award letter. I think it's a really crucial time for especially prospective students who are shopping around to really understand that that's what that award letter, that's the outcome we want to get from that. So I hope to give that to them. Uh, and again, if you're out there and you have questions, reach out. Fly on in. Sorry, I still got the wings <laughs> behind my head. It cracks me up. Uh, fly, let us know. We're going to be there. We're going to be there to help. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. So okay. I have an irreverent question for oh. you. I don't know if I'm ever going to get a chance to ask the irreverent question today, but that's all right. That's good. You have, a, you have one prepared? Okay. What's that? You have a irreverent question prepared, ready to go. I do. Mm. Okay. 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 You can you can ask the the reverend question of the day. It's okay, and I'll try not to 
Okay. Crazy. So, what do you got? I have recently stumbled upon this great film on Netflix called The Dirt about Motley Crue. And it has sparked a new interest and love for 80s hair bands for me that I never had before. I was always into like the psychedelic bands. So, I want to know my favorite is Motley Crue now. I want to know who your favorite 80s hair band is. Number one, I'm so sad that you called that movie great. I worry it was about, great. <laughs> I worry about your cinematic tastes, quite frankly. And uh, and it's the highest we, rated on Rotten Tomatoes. I, well, here you go. So, so yes, I you know that I love music. So this is right up my alley. Um, if we are gonna go, we'll talk about records here in a second. But if you real, if you're really interested in that era, 80s rock, 80s hair bands and and what it was like skip the fictional stuff remember somebody has a motivation for writing the dirt they're, they're going to sensationalize everything i want you to go see the real thing there is actually a very very cool documentary out there called the fall of western civilization part two part one part one is all about punk music in the late 70s early 80s part two is all about hair bands in la in the 80s and i think you will love that movie okay that'll show you it's much more there's some really classic scenes that go see the fall of uh, and you, you i'm sure you can find it. if it's not on uh, netflix i'm sure it's on amazon deal okay. I, I just i want to make sure i you know educate you more and help you out that way so okay greatest 80 so it starts to me you have to remember that 80s hair bands there would not be motley Crue or these 80s hair bands without someone that we just lost recently okay so true eddie van halen not my my biggest any any van van halen when it has eddie and uh david lee roth is there's nothing better and if you if you need proof of that i will let you borrow one of my several copies of van halen one and i just want you to listen to the a side like three i mean his guitar eruption solos is great but I have to say, like, that synthy sound. I don't like that synth That's, sound that he's gotten, like, jump. Um, you're talking like, about, now you're talking about late, late Van Halen. But still, we'll, we'll, oh, we won't argue. Okay. okay. Just you're wrong. Um, so, <laughs> we won't argue. You're wrong. Um, so it begins and ends for me with Van Halen. And then I want you to look up another band who's hugely influential on people like Slash from Guns N' Roses, Dave Grohl, who's my absolute favorite. They've all quoted, uh, are quoted as uh, pointing to this band called the Tigers of Pantang, which sounds weird. I know. But the Tigers, it's, it's T-Y-G-E-R-S, too. Look them up and look at any of their music before 1990. They, they're still putting out records and then... Uh, but their 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 records before 1990. That's that's why uh, Slash is the way. That's why Slash plays the way he does. And and other like the thrash metal bands that came later. We'll get into thrash metal later too. You know Metallica and those guys. Megadeth much better than Metallica. But anyways, uh, those those bands all quote the Tigers of Pantang as well. That's one of those uh, f- famous bands for musicians, but not anybody else. Theo. Okay. I can then I see it. I don't I don't blame you. I, I like that you're reaching out and getting past, you know, some of just what you hear today. Okay. I like it that you're looking into to older music, eighties. Well, I've always been into older music, just like like sixties. Sure. And that and that the eighties. I hated eighties, yeah. but 
It's growing on me. Motley uh, Crue is growing on me. That's all right. That's coming from a guy who uh, also loves new bands and is always looking at stuff, too. You, you can be old like me and still enjoy music. Just saying. Oh, well, if yep. you want to know a new band, a rock band, The Struts, they're they're pretty good. I'm more partial to Royal Blood, but yes, The Struts are good as well. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a vinyl like nerd <laughs> snob? Okay, we're, we're going to cut that part out. I feel bad. The Struts are good. All right. Well, I think today was great. We uh, we talked all about the award letter. Again, I don't think other universities are talking about that. Next episode, really, really important. And normally we don't do this. We don't talk about the next episode. But I want to make sure that people who are still watching know this or listening know this. Next episode is the last in our how-to series. Uh, we're going to wrap up with the most important part. How do you commit? How do you make the decision? When you make your decision, what do you do? So... We'll leave them with that. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, I'm going to fly out of here with the wings coming out of my head. (laughs) I want you to wash your hands and take care of yourself. Deal? I will. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. See ya.